Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 73, What I Learned Sharing the New Paradigm with NHS. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Changeable. So I recently was in the UK sharing this new paradigm with um, the National Health Services there. I was uh, working with some people who work in the eating disorders services uh, as part of the NHS in England. And I just want to talk about it. I want to tell you about it because I know I I talked about it a lot and a lot of you know that I was doing this and I've gotten a lot of questions about it. And I think it's interesting on a lot of levels. I think um, one, as you'll hear, I saw some things and it, it kind of woke some things up in me that that pertain to, you know, how we work as humans and that I thought would be really helpful to share with you. And also just kind of some of the the story, you know, the behind the scenes. I love hearing stuff like that. Like how did that how did that even come to be? You know, like what happened and how did people respond and and some of those questions. So that's what we'll we'll kind of talk about today. So um this this thing I did for two days there in the NHS came to be um, through a woman named Mary Franklin Smith, who is a colleague of mine and now a friend of mine. Um, and she's a therapist in the eating disorder services in NHS. And Mary has been really impacted by this new paradigm personally. And ever since she has, that has been maybe three, like four years ago, I think, Ever since she became became so personally impacted by it, she's been working tirelessly to share this with people, um, the people with whom she works, and you know the patients, but also just her her colleagues there in the NHS who are overworked and don't often see the kind of um, success stories that they deserve to see. And just all over the place, Mary's been sharing this anywhere and everywhere she can. And Mary and I met, I think, um, about, well, it was longer, it was probably about three years ago when we initially met, but we really got to know each other about a year and a half ago when she and I and a few of our other colleagues uh, did this online conference event called Do You See Their Health? And we did this um some of you may have been on that. It was open to the public. We did it uh, primarily with people who are care for people with eating disorders. So either carers like family members um, or also therapists or counselors. And really to kind of take, I love that name, by the way, do you see their health to, to take this, this position that, Hey, if you're working with people, again, working in any way, if you're the parent of a child with an eating disorder, or if you are a professional working in this capacity, it's everything that you see their health. I mean, I was going to just say it makes a huge difference, but it more than makes a huge difference. It's everything. If you see their health, you will speak to them. You will sit with them. You will look at them as if you see their health, because you do. If you don't see their health, and it, and listen, it, sometimes we don't. 
So that's okay. Like, don't feel bad about it. But if you, in a big way, in a long lasting way, don't see their health, if you view them as broken, if you doubt whether they can ever find freedom again, if you're telling them, like I was told, and like so many people are told over and over again, you probably won't find freedom, but I'll help you cope. Not going to go so well. Not going to go so well. It's it's going to be hell for you because you have to sit there in front of a person that you view as sick and broken. That's no fun. That is that is a ticket to burnoutville instantly, right? I mean, it's really, really hard work. And unfortunately, that's that's the way it goes for so many helpers in this country and in the UK and everywhere. It's just how it is. But even more so, it's hard for them. Can you imagine? I mean, and, you know, again, many of us have heard this many times, like, we'll just figure it out. You'll just struggle through it, but you're not going to, you're most likely not going to get better from this because most people don't. It's a horrible message and it's, and it's an untrue one. So, um, Mary and I, and some colleagues of ours did this, do you see their health event? And it was great. And in that event, I met Sarah Parker, who is a counselor um, at the NHS and the Eating Disorder Services with Mary. And so Mary and Sarah worked together. Sarah was also very impacted. Sarah had anorexia for many, many years, and she was part of the NHS system as a patient for many years. And so she kind of saw it from that side. Um, Someone at one point in her recovery toward the end of her recovery said to her, Hey, you'd be really great helping people with this. And something woke up in Sarah where she saw, Oh my gosh, maybe there's more, maybe there's more to me than I've been thinking. And maybe they see more in me than, than I've been hearing from them, you know? So very much an example of, do you see their health, the power of that? So Mary began sharing, like I mentioned, or starting to share this understanding uh, with her colleagues, with her family members, with her friends, with anyone who would listen, as many of us do, um, about four years ago when she first came across it. And although she wasn't able to formally share it with her patients who she was working with, because there are obviously all kinds of protocols and they have to go with evidence-based therapies and there's standards and paths and lots and lots and lots of stuff like that. Um, She was coming from this place. And as you do, you know, it kind of can't help but, but come through the cracks a little bit. So Mary was following the rules the best she could see to follow the rule. And still always, you know, I mean, she's, um, She's doing what she needs to do, but as she's as she's doing these therapies and working with people, she's seeing so much more, and it's it's coming through in how she's sharing. It's coming through in how she does cognitive behavioral therapy and all the other therapies that she's mandated to practice, and the people she works with are feeling it. And she's oh my gosh, there's some amazing amazing example success stories of people who have worked with Mary and have just seen so much. So um, 
in an attempt to really formally bring this understanding into the practice, Mary has worked like crazy and gotten so many people on board, so many higher up people in NHS on board. To When I say on board, I mean curious, right? To the point where they say, okay, whatever this is, we're willing to hear a little bit more. And so literally after like three to four years of working her her butt off, she was able to organize and and get support for a two-day event that was an introduction to this this paradigm. And that's when she called me and said, we need you to fly over here. Please, 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 I'll do anything because I've been dreaming about this for four years. Please come help me and share this and let's present it to the people who work with the patients, the the managing psychologists and, and psychiatrists and that whole staff, and a handful of people that are fairly high up in NHS. And that's who we spoke to for a couple of days last week. So... I want to I want to do this by kind of going through some of um some of the lessons I guess if you can call it that or some of the just the the takeaways. So one of those was um this distinction which ended up being a gigantic distinction that ran through the entire the d- entire two-day event of me saying something and and Mary saying something that sounded like, um, do you see their health? Like we have to see that they have health. And, and the people there who are working with people all day, every day through the old, in the old paradigm saying, oh, we see their health. We know this. We know this stuff already. We do see their health. But it became very obvious partway through that we were talking about two very different things. So I don't want to put words in their mouth and say what I think they were, what they were seeing, but I'll tell you how it looks to me. What we're coming from, what this new paradigm is coming from, is that health is there always. Health is there right this very minute. And you can see it when you have the eyes to see it. You see it shining through constantly. So no matter what a person is doing or feeling, they're cutting, they're harming themselves, they're starving their body, they're doing whatever they're doing, there is health in that. And there is always bigger health, like full on everything we can ever imagine for a person, full on thriving is there all the time and is simply masked by some thinking that looks real. It's just, you know, you know the metaphor, right? It's this the blue sky and it's just the the weather's rolling through and we're just thinking the weather is it. The weather is the truth, it's us, it's all we've got and it isn't. We're missing that there's a big blue sky beyond it that's always there. So that's what I mean when I say they have complete and full health all the time. Now, how it was heard, as far as I know, again, and I don't, I want to be careful like, that I'm being respectful because I, I'm sure, and again, as I say this, I'm clearly, I'm generalizing. I'm sure not every single person in the room was thinking of it this way. But in general, the way it was heard is is more like, or the way that they were seeing it is more like, yeah, I see that people have the possibility of recovery. 
And I speak to that future them that is maybe someday down the road when all this stuff gets worked out, recovered. Now, listen, that's better. Again, that's better than a lot of my therapists because I had therapists all the time that said, you probably won't recover. So if they're seeing it that way, that's it's already better than than a lot of what's being done out there. But do you see how it's really, really different from the way that Mary and I were sharing it? It's not a someday thing. Health isn't someday. Wisdom and thriving and blue sky, that's not a, yeah, we'll get you there kind of thing. It's there right this minute. Always, in every single moment, it cannot be damaged. It cannot be taken away or like it's it's just a given. And that's a huge, huge difference. So as they were hearing, oh, yeah, I see that there's hope. We were saying, yeah, there's not only hope, but what you're looking for is so much closer than how you're thinking it is. And all, and again, the the biggest implication for that, I don't know if it's the biggest, but one big implication for that is what has to happen in the meantime. You know, if you know that the health is there all the time, no exceptions, and the only thing in the way of it is some thinking that looks real, well, obviously that's where you go. You talk about that right? You show them that. You help them see that it's just thinking that looks real. It's in the way. You explore how thinking creates our experience and you help them feel the health that is right there for them all the time. If health looks like a, a, yeah, you can have that someday sort of thing, then you go to work getting them ready for someday. And that's a very different thing than what I just said. (laughs) It's a very different intervention. It's a very different conversation that happens. It's full of stuff to do. It's full of you're not healthy now, but if you do these things and you take on this identity and you drop that part of your identity and you think this way and you feel this way and you start to eat by this plan, then you get to be healthy too. Totally, totally different. And to be honest, I mean, I it took me halfway through day one and Mary pointing this out to really see, oh, that's how they're seeing it. Because they just kept saying, yeah, we do this already. And I knew that I knew they couldn't because there was some there, you know, just everything I knew and everything I heard about how things were going, they didn't see this. And so it was amazing to kind of kind of click into that, you know, to see, oh, that's what's going on. So another thing that I saw from my time at NHS is how much harder it can be to really get a feel for this understanding, for this new paradigm, when we're trying to get it with some agenda. And not even an agenda, I guess. I mean, you could even say it softer than that. But let me let me say it a different way. The best way, the, the way that we're most likely to hear something that's that deeply impacts us is to just just be listening, you know, and to just be, to just be casually kind of taking it in for ourselves. And unfortunately, just because of the setup of this introduction, um, as much as we continually tried to help people just get stuff for themselves and they did now, don't get me wrong. People for sure heard things in a deep way in these two days, but 
there there was, you know, they were at a work event. <laughs> they were in a work setting. They were with all their colleagues. And, and, you know, Mary was amazing to try to make it feel like it was this off-site retreat. And so much was done toward that end. And it, she really did an incredible job at that. But I think it was still on their minds of, okay, this is something that that we're getting for our patients. And how do I do it? How do I do this innate health thing? How do I do this new paradigm thing? And so, you know, that just kind of brought up some thinking at times. So again, like it doesn't, it was all good. People heard things, wonderful. But it's worth it's worth mentioning. And it really hit home for me too. Like, oh, that's why, like in the little school of big change, for example, it's all about like, hey, just listen. Best you can try, and this is not easy, to set your habit or your anxiety or your thing, whatever your thing is, aside. And let's just explore how we work. And we did that a little bit at NHS, but I wish I could have done that a little bit more for them. So another thing is that people can't want what they don't think is possible. So one of the things that I heard was happening a lot and that it, you know, that came up in the time is um is that when some patients who they're working with don't recover or don't recover in the amount of time or sessions that it's kind of expected that they show some progress. Um, It looks as if they don't want it or they're not open to it or um, yeah, it's kind of on them and and it, it's not, it's not said like, Oh, this is your fault or anything like that. But I feel like that's kind of implied in it to some extent, right? So there's this whole sort of spirit that's like, well, you know, they're not ready. They're not ready for recovery and they, they, they're they just not doing it right, you know, because things haven't shifted for them. And Mary did this thing off, off the record when we were talking after the event, actually. And she put two things in in her hands. She had one thing in her, like just objects. I don't know. She just grabbed two things that were nearby. One object in her right hand, one object in her left hand. And then she put her left hand behind her back so I could only see her right hand. And she said, you know, it's kind of like this. It's like, okay, which of these do you want? But I could only see one of them. So obviously the one I wanted was the one I could see. The other one was hidden, hidden. And I think that's how it is for people when we can't possibly fathom what's on offer. Like we can't even wrap our heads around the fact that we're healthy right now. And that complete freedom, not following the plan, not sobriety, not abstinence, you know, but complete freedom from this stuff is possible. When we don't know that, of course we aren't going to say that we want it or we're, you know, of course it's going to look like, um, it may look like we're stubborn or we're not ready or we're resistant if we don't lean into that, but only because we don't, we can't even imagine that that's there for us. So, the way it looks to me is if someone's not responding, they just haven't seen the thing that they need to see yet. Never, ever, ever does it look like they're not ready. Anyone would be ready if they know they can have freedom. 
but we don't always know that we can have freedom. So it may look like we're not ready. I hope that makes sense. But it reminds me of when I quit smoking. I wanted to quit smoking so badly, but I really thought in my mind, it really looked like, okay, I'm going to do it, but it's going to suck because I'm just going to want cigarettes my whole life. And my whole life, anytime I'm driving a car or out with friends or whatever situations I would smoke in, it's just going to, I'm just going to have to suck it up and just go on with life. And it's going to be hard forever. And it kind of blew my mind within a couple months of quitting smoking that that actually wasn't true. I didn't even want them at all. If I had known that, I probably would have quit smoking a lot sooner, but I I couldn't wrap my head around that. Like that didn't even look like it was on offer. Okay, so another thing that I really saw very clearly is that we can hear things in any way that we sort of want to. So there was a small portion of people in the room um, who were very resistant to what I was sharing, who um, had many degrees, many, many years of practicing in a certain way, lots of complexity behind how they were practicing. You know, it's just, it's, that's just what the old paradigm is. It's full of complexity. It's full of all the things that need to happen and the steps that need to take place. And it's just, it's a mess. There's a lot of stuff, you know? So people that were very entrenched in that, who could hear in anything that I shared, they could hear evidence for their way or in anything that anyone shared. So There was at one point a woman who came in who had worked with Mary, who um, uh, just incredible. She was so, she was so good at sharing this, which is very hard to put into words and share. And, you know, when she kept saying, I don't know how to say it, but I just see that, you know, that it's just thought moving through me and I don't have to take it so seriously. And, and it and extended far beyond anorexia. She was she was um, completely free, as she said it. You know, she was free of all of that. She talked about how uh, part of her therapy, part of the therapy they do, is around their like fear foods and how they're afraid of certain foods and all of that. And how she saw that completely differently. That it had nothing to do with food ever. That it was just her mind feeling fear and attaching it to food and just. Those of us in the room who have an understanding of this new paradigm, listening to this woman speak, it was amazing. I was like, yes, she gets it. She's seen something so cool. And and again, she was just so brave and just so great to come and share how it looked to her. And so, again, I'm not only saying this about the people who maybe were skeptical and don't want to hear this. I'm saying it about us too. Those of us who kind of saw this new paradigm, we're like, wow, what clear shining evidence that that this changes lives and look at her and look at what she's seen. And on the other side of the room, there was a group of people saying the complete opposite with just as much conviction and clarity. They, they said, she looks underweight. That doesn't make any sense. Like, how do we know this? How do we know that? You know, and 
and I get it. Like, really, it, they weren't just trying to be stubborn and difficult, but from the thinking they were in, from the skepticism they were in, and from the years and years of doing it the way they'd been doing it, they heard this, what we call this amazing case study in a completely different way. And while that's, you know, the kind of disheartening, kind of frustrating a little bit, um, also kind of cool, kind of like, wow, look at how our thinking works. Look at how strong it is. Look at how we can see and hear anything, anything we're looking for. So that kind of leads into the, the last thing that I want to share that I took from my time at the NHS was that even when people are skeptical, even when they're fearful, flat out fearful that, wow, what if how I've done things for my 30-year career was unnecessarily complicated or not as helpful as it could have been or any of that? At the end of the day, everyone is... I don't know how to say it without it sounding really cheesy, but I just want to say like, everyone's just really good. Even the people who screamed at me, <laughs> there was really only one person who screamed at me and then one other person who um just kind of, you know, didn't like me. <laughs> it's all, it's okay. Like they sat there until they didn't, until they left, until they stormed out of the room, but they showed up and they listened as much as they can listen. And I absolutely know that they want to help people. That's the thing. That's the thing that really got me. I mean, these are people working for a national healthcare service with people who are in many cases on feeding tubes and in many cases harming themselves and near death and need immediate interventions. You cannot convince me. I don't care what they say or do or anything. You cannot convince me that these are not good people who really want to help. This is not work you do just to make money and get by. Like this is work you do because you care. And and it's just so it just warms my heart. It was just so so amazing to share with these people for two days, knowing that, okay, even if they shake their head and say, this is crazy talk, there's no way people are healthier. There's no way it's this simple. I was talking to a bunch of really kind, loving people who are doing great work that they believe in. And even if I disagree in the way they're doing that work, or they disagree in the way I do my work, we have so much more in common than we do not in common. And I mean that, you know, from us new paradigmers and the older paradigmers in that room in England this last week. And I mean that in like the world and this planet and the universe. I mean, we all have so much more in common than we have not in common. And I know it was really cool, really, um, really heartwarming to just be kind of reminded of that again. So overall, uh, there was a, again, there was a small, uh, group of people who were incredibly skeptical and probably, um, are even more, maybe, I don't know, I might be making this up, maybe even more in favor of their traditional therapies after listening to this. Cause you know, that's what a mind will do. 
We'll find evidence for what we want to see everywhere. And I came away, like, again, me too. I came away even more more convinced that that this is the way to go and that I'm just so grateful that I get to point people in this direction. So, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever, that's just how we work. But so, so there was a small group of, of very high, highly skeptical people. There was a large group of people who were not kind of at that higher manager psychologist level, but were counselors that are just day in and day out working with people. And by and large, they heard something. They really, really heard something. And we saw this on, they filled out some forms afterward and overwhelmingly they were saying, yes, we can see how this has potential to help our patients. We can see how this has huge promise when it comes to ending the burnout that we feel in the NHS. We can see the promise and the possibility and the hope in what's being shared. We can see the health and the people we work with and we want to hear more about it. And that is that's what we were going for. I mean, that's it. That's a huge, huge success. The higher, higher up, so the people who don't necessarily even work with eating disorders, but are in higher up positions in the NHS, there, were only, there was very few of them. There were four maybe of them. They loved it. They said the same. They saw so much hope and potential and they are curious and they want to hear more. Mary's going to be very busy <laughs> over over the next several months and years and who knows how long um, because of this. And that's exactly what we were hoping for. And it's awesome. So following, following what happened last week, um, they're going to start having weekly meetings where people, it's going to be optional, but where, uh, counselors and therapists can learn more about, about this understanding, about using it with their patients. Um, they're going to hopefully, they're going to start exploring and they have already ways to make this, um, more more validated as a treatment method. So they're going to start studying, you know, different treatments against each other and really try to collect more and more data so that they can have this as a legitimate option. And I mean, can you imagine? I just can't even it takes time. I mean, really, this stuff takes so much time, but can you imagine if a group of people really start to get this understanding and really start to see how impactful it is and start to feel less burnt out at work and start to see the effect it has and how the conversations are so different with their the people they're working with and how that could slowly or quickly, who cares, how that could just spread. And we're talking about, you know, um, so many. It's like the biggest employer in the UK, the National Health Service. And that's just the, the employees. I mean, the people that they serve, it's millions and millions and millions of people that can in some way be touched by this, just by this little ripple. It's just incredible. And, and I'm personally so inspired by Mary and Sarah and all the amazing people there that have just been impacted by this and are just doing what makes sense to them, doing what feels right to them within the confines of the rules they have to follow. But they get it and they're speaking up and they're sharing their experiences even when they go against how everyone else sees it. And they're seeing their patients in full 
in this moment health and it's making such a difference and they're just working like crazy to make this happen and they're not getting promotions they're not getting compensated for this they're not get they're not really even getting i mean <laughs> they're really not getting any kind of notoriety that's positive <laughs> if anything it's on the other side right they're catching a lot of slack a lot of people are are skeptical and think they're crazy and think this is a cult and they're doing it anyway because they believe in it. And I don't know, I just came away so inspired by them. So Mary and Sarah, I'm talking to you and everyone that you've impacted because they're incredible too and they're doing all this work. So um, yeah, it's just so hopeful, so hopeful. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you don't need everyone on board, but you just need enough people to be curious and see the potential. And we have it. And again, I'm talking about the NHS and I'm talking about everywhere. That's exactly how this new paradigm is is starting to move through and, and change things all over the place. We don't need everyone on board. You just need to share what you see. And there are so many people that have been impacted and are doing just that. So... Thanks so much. Just a little bit longer than usual, but just got back two days ago from this event. Was super excited to share it with you. So great news, giant success. Thank you so much for all your comments and support. And and, um, I just heard from so many of you like, awesome. I'm so glad you're there and good luck. And I really appreciate that. It was super helpful. So thank you for listening and we'll see you back here next week. Hey, you know it's officially the holiday season, right? Do you want a different experience of the holidays this year? Maybe one that isn't so cluttered with stress, pressure, and feelings of obligation. Or maybe one that's not full of the overs, you know, overeating, overdrinking, overspending. I used to over like crazy this time of year for years. I just woke up in January feeling like I needed to undo everything I'd done in December. And it doesn't have to be that way. It may look like the holiday season is a stressful time of year and that all that overing is just part of life. But what if none of that is actually true? What if the holidays aren't stressful at all? If you're ready for a brand new experience of the holidays this year, I've created something for you. It's a four-part video course that will help you see the holidays in a very different way. And for my holiday gift for you, the first of the four videos in the course is absolutely free. If you head over to dramiejohnson.com slash holiday, you'll be able to watch video one completely free. And if you like what you see in video one and you want the other three videos, and I think you will, you can use the promo code CHANGEABLE20 to bring the price of the full course down from $67 to just $47. So you save 20 bucks just for listening all the way to the very end of Changeable. Holidays aren't inherently stressful. I can't wait to see what's possible for you this holiday season.